Blog Talk Radio. Running the topic of running, and 
I, I would be remiss, of course, if I didn't pay homage to the Most High, uh, my ancestors, my family, indeed my wife, and uh, all of my siblings and friends, and those of you, the family of Facebook and other social networks that I'm involved with and associated and a member of, I give thanks to you uh, for your friendship and for your, um, your camaraderie. So, indeed, without any further ado, uh, let's pick up from where we left off. Um, well, also, uh, my wife and I spent this afternoon, early in the noon, in our local park here in New York City, um, going through the course of a three three point five miles and and circumference of our running walking route, and um, I was just so 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 uh, happy and delighted with the fact that she really had the best experience of our um, journey for the last three years. We started out in this journey uh, around the year of two thousand and ten. And uh, she kept telling me, honey, I never felt so good. You know, I'm able to run and talk at the same time. And by the way, those of you who are not aware of this, that if you're running and you're not able to talk in comfort without gasping for breath, then you're running too fast. And even in terms of walking, you should, should if you're exercising, as I suggest, one half an hour per day with walking, vigorously, that you should be able to talk at the same time if you have someone with you or a companion with you. Um, but you do want to rev it up to the point where your heart rate goes up so that you're, you know, the blood is flowing through and the heart is pumping to uh, its maximum level in terms of being in comfort in the comfort zone, and that way your body can reap the benefits. So I actually became very uh, much involved with the art of running um, in my uh, later years. I must have been in the age of about maybe 30, 32 years of age, and I started competing. I first started running uh, 5Ks, three miles and change, and then I started doing 10Ks, and then, uh, then from the 10K to the half marathon, 13-mile races, uh, I've ran... Um, and here in Brooklyn in the Bed-Stuyvesant uh, uh, 10K, which is a six-mile run throughout the community of Bed-Stuy and part of uh, Crown Heights. And then I ran the Hispanic uh, mar Half Marathon in Central Park, New York City, and also the Brooklyn Half Marathon uh, a few times. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I ran, uh, ran 14 New York City marathons. And running those, marathon, those marathons in the earlier years was uh, quite challenging, as you can imagine, but a lot of fun at the same time. And it became more fun when I started doing the research and really getting serious in terms of developing the technique, developing the proper training regimen and routine, and, and really hanging out with the seasoned runners and uh, buying magazines such as Runner's World and Popular Running. And there's just a host of magazines, at least about 10 uh, that are published every month, uh, that are published actually and, and featured with new um, articles every month. And then um, I started reading up on uh, runners such as uh, Ted Corbett. He was an ultra marathoner. 
he became uh, in his later years before he went in transition. He became a a, a ultra walker uh, and a, a power walker, and we're talking about 50 miles, um, 100 mile ultra races, and that's another topic of discussion. But I was blessed with being able to meet him a couple of times, and even one afternoon invited him out to lunch out in Brooklyn Heights, uh, Brooklyn, New York. And um, it was quite an experience. I really uh, uh, had a wonderful time with him. And he was a very unassuming, humbled uh, type of individual, very soft-spoken, but extremely insightful. And um, he was one of the, along with Fred LeBeau, uh, one of the uh, founders of the New York Roadrunners Club, which I have been a member of, and I'm about to renew my membership uh, later this coming fall. And um, I recommend any of you who live here in the New York City area to look them up. Uh, you can go to um, nycrunnersclub.org, um, I believe, is their uh, domain name. But you can just Google New York City Runners Club and um, something will come up in terms of the proper domain name. And I recommend that if you're in the area of Central Park, that you might want to consider um, connecting with them, joining the, the club, and they have uh, an excellent training resume uh, that's available. Um, that's in, in person, on physical connection, if you will, but also on the Internet, uh, they have a, um, a regiment of uh, training modules that can assist one in uh, enjoying the, the the hobby of running. And also, if you plan to start competing uh, in 5K, 10Ks, half marathons, and full marathons, I highly recommend the New York City Roadrunners Club. So at this point, I'm going to take a short break. Again, those of you who are listening in, um, on the, in the chat room, please feel free to share your comments and thoughts. And, of course, those of you who are calling in, if you'd like to share any, any comments on the air, please press the number one button, and that would indicate to me that you would like to participate. So, uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in, and we're going to take a short break. Islamic 
uh, and Jewish community would be very pleased to know that this is one of the first, if not the first, uh, company health um, um, food supplement-oriented company that happens to be uh, offering products that are kosher and halal. Um, there's ingredients that are useful for those of us who would like to enhance our level of energy and stamina, those of you like myself who are runners and athletes, and then there, there's um, food supplements that are come from uh, the oldest source, as it, as it were, uh, blue algae, um, which comes from the sea, for those of you who are not aware of that. And these are one of the, what is noted as being the first foods of the earth. And then uh, there's also um, foods that are derived from mushrooms, uh, and these are medicinal uh, mushrooms, if I may say. Uh, you can find out more information in more detail by going to my website. Uh, that website is Worldwide Health and Wealth Movement. Again, that's Worldwide Health and Wealth Movement.com. And there um, you will be able to uh, be very much uh, um, rewarded with information regarding the state-of-the-art health food supplements. So, again, um, I look forward to you viewing my website and, and reading about the product line that we offer. And, of course, those of you who would like to supplement your income, there's an opportunity as well in that um, particular uh, program. Again, that's New Earth. So I'm going to take a short break. We'll be back with you in a moment. Yoga practice 
whether it be bhakti yoga, raha yoga, yoga, haga yoga, and on and on. Uh, but the physical uh, aspects of yoga uh, mostly center around raha and hava. And um, the breathing is something that there are many different schools of thought that teach you the proper way of breathing. And if, as you learn how to breathe more properly, your, um, the health of your body becomes more enhanced. Your longevity and remaining youthful is enhanced. There's a, quite a few um, um, positive um, paybacks that you will get from uh, proper breathing techniques. So uh, Jack goes on to share in his book um, that at the age of 21, uh, this uh, friend of his named Biff had developed into a serious amateur runner. And he was basically averaging about 50 miles a week. When I trained, uh, I averaged somewhere in that area between uh, some, from 30 to 50, 60 miles per week, sometimes 9 to 12 hours, I'm sorry, 9 to 12 miles per day of running. And sometimes I don't do that all at one time. I've been known to uh, split up my running, uh, doing what they call fartleys, where I will run for uh, three miles, walk a mile, run three miles, and walk an additional two miles, and then run five miles until I total up to the, uh, the level, or should I say, the number that I'm targeting for in terms of the day's run. Uh, he's, he states that while he was running an average of about 50 miles a week, he had run into a few races and done well, but like most runners, he was sure that he could do better. So he decided to basically try uh, joining a running class. And then after several sessions, this running started to change. And about the time he mentioned that his breathing had changed somehow, he goes on to state, quote, I don't know whether I'm running better or worse now, he said, somewhat frustrated. For instance, even though it seems like I have more wind, I feel short of breath at the same time. Now, would you please explain that to me, unquote, as he's making this question towards uh, Jack. So Jack says that he asked Biff to hold his hands up in front of himself and interlace his fingers. Which, which thumb is on top, he asked. This is Buff. So Buff looked at Jack suspiciously. What's that got to do with running, he asked. And Jack said, you know, just try it. I want to show you something. So Buff interlaced his fingers and looked down at them. And the left thumb is on the top, he said. Now, I said, uh, cross them again, but this time change the interlacing so that the right thumb is on the top. He did this, and I asked if he felt anything. And Biff said, I sure do. It feels different. Wrong, Jack inquired. Yeah, it feels wrong. So what's the point, he asked as he dropped his hands. Well, is it really wrong or just different? And then I continued. It's not wrong, I guess, but it sure feels wrong, Biff replied. Well, that's what's going on with your breathing, Jack said to Biff. Just because it's different now from the way that you usually breathe, it feels wrong. But it is not wrong any more than your hands were wrong. It's just different and probably better. So changing your breathing is a very tricky business. I continued. This is Jack talking now. Because a change in breathing always involves a change in posture and movement as well. 
You don't suddenly change the way you breathe and only the way you breathe. You actually modify your whole body. And sometimes the new way of breathing will feel wrong and the way your hands felt wrong at the same time. Because you've changed an old, familiar habit, most likely your breathing is better and easier now than before. And this slight disorientation that you think is of discomfort will pass soon. So I'm not going to continue reading uh, this particular uh, part of, of the chapter, but uh, um, I just want to interrupt at this point to state that there's an old, um, uh, but there's a belief that one, and this comes from the military, that one should breathe from the chest out. And I remember when I first started reading books on, on, on yoga, that the guru would suggest, the master yogis would suggest, that you breathe like the baby, breathing from the abdomen, pushing out, and, and then breathing in, but pushing out as much as you possibly can. I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge my wife just walking into the studio. How are you doing, hon? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's good to have you with us. Oh, it's great to be here. Uh, yeah, I was just talking about breathing mm-hmm. and talking about the, the great experience we had this afternoon running and walking together in the park. Well, that was fun, but my breathing, you noticed how it was different, right? Yes, Today, yes, yes this indeed. Was the, this was um, what I would consider to be a milestone. Ah, uh, absolutely. With the breathing, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm still hyper and excited about it. Yeah, I can feel it, and I'm happy and I'm excited about it also. So do your listeners know the name that I gave you? No, I didn't tell them that. Oh, well, I'll mm-hmm. tell them. So from now on, I'm referring to Baba when we go to the park as Coach Baba. <laughs> so you guys can do that, too, when you call him with your questions <laughs> and whatnot. You can call him Coach Baba. He likes uh, that. That's <laughs> great. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm humble. But it's true, though, because you know how to, okay, like when we're running, when I was running downhill versus uphill and you're telling me, you know, either lean forward or I have to bend my knees, mm-hmm. and you know that's 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 coach work because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, people don't know these things right. unless we're actively in that discipline. Most of us don't know those things. Absolutely, and that's why a lot of people get hurt. You know, yes, yes. a lot of people um, jam their legs or you know they have injuries because they don't know the proper way to run. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I'm saying it, you know, I'm teasing you about mm-hmm. it, but you really are a coach. You know? Yes, yes. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I spent some years at it, and I guess it's by osmosis. I picked up quite a bit of stuff, you know, from reading and my my colleagues that I've ran with. Uh, and I know there's one book. I don't have it anymore. Someone borrowed it but didn't return it. I think the, uh, the Art of Zen Running. Oh. Yeah. And that was an interesting book. It, I guess it still is. You know. I
mm-hmm. when you're training by yourself, yes. I try to pick a rabbit. Yes. Because, because, of course, you know, a lot of people are zooming past me. Absolutely. So then I try to run and catch up with them, and I'm, I'm, like, considering them the rabbit. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so as, you, as a listening audience, as you can see, we can have a lot of fun with something that might appear to be very monotonous and this, you know, humdrum and so forth. But as you get into it, uh, especially as my wife and I, you know, uh, we will go to the park and notice how the vegetation, the trees, the leaves, the grass is so bright and whatnot. We will listen, uh, uh, smell the aromas, listen to the birds chirping and so forth. Mm-hmm. This such an experience. And uh, I think getting back to nature can be one of the most positive therapeutic experiences that you can have. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It beats, um, you know, any type of uh, self-medication that you may be involved with or challenged with. You know, uh, breathing, first thing in the morning I share with my wife uh, that uh, the run is high can even be experienced more so early in the morning because you have the positive eons in the air. You know, the air is oxidized, oxidated, uh, oxygenated rather, and... um, the, it, it just, it's just like getting a breath of fresh air from an oxygen tank. So there's a lot to be gained from this uh, this hobby of running. And, of course, one doesn't have to just run. You can walk and, and get the benefits as well. As a matter of fact, some schools of thought claim that you get more benefits by power walking than you do from running because then there's less of a propensity for you to get injured in terms of the jarring of the joints and so forth. So uh, I'm just, you know, again, feeling very blessed and very fortunate to be able to sit here with you in, in, in this studio on, on our talk show to share with you that I'm approaching 70 years of age this coming December, and I'm still enjoying the, uh, the joy of running. So stay with us. We're going to take another short break, and we'll be back momentarily. Jack, how can I be absolutely sure that what's happening is good for me 
and for my money. So Jack was saying that as he continued to talk with Biff, he told him about his dog, Nicky. When Biff ran, Nicky liked to run with him, and usually the dog had a good time scampering far ahead of Biff, then running back uh, off to the side to examine something interesting. Yet, after the run, Nicky would be as fresh as if he had just awakened from a nap, while Biff himself would be out of breath, and Biff had, had always marveled at the dog's boundless energy. Over the last few weeks, however, a very strange thing had begun to happen. Team was having an increasingly difficult time keeping up with Biff. He was not running out in front as much, and Holly ran off to the side anymore. And at the end of the run, run Nikki now appeared to be getting a little winded. In fact, during the last three or four runs, the situation had become so critical that Biff would arrive back home at the end of seven to ten mile, almost as fresh when he started. Nikki, however, could barely make it through the last mile, and upon arriving at home, the dog. Um, completely exhausted. You know, Biff said to Jack, it's going to have to start, I'm going to have to start leaving Nikki at home. And I asked him what he made of the situation, and Biff thought it over and decided that either himself was running a lot faster and breathing more easier uh, than his dog was, or that his dog was ill. Since the dog was as healthy as ever the rest of the time, Biff finally was forced to admit that his running and breathing was improving even though he didn't feel like they, they was. But he still couldn't believe that he could run so much better and faster and not feel it. And he pointed out to him that this was a common problem for many people trying to improve their running. That is, better running doesn't feel like better running to them. In fact, it may even feel wrong. There's an unfamiliar way of interlacing the fingers feels wrong when you change that. So this goes and says a lot about the fact that once you gain the proper technique, such as breathing, and running and walking, that it might feel uncomfortable at first, but your body is keeping score. We end, as we always begin, by giving praise and thanks to the one most high, to our God, to our ancestors, to my siblings, to my lovely wife, to my friends and associates, those of you in the networks, especially in Facebook and other network uh, programs that I'm involved with. I give thanks to you for tuning in each and every Sunday evening, especially. And I look forward to next week sharing with you more about running with the whole body and enjoying it as much as possible. Shalom, assalamu alaikum, all my relations, peace and blessings, namaste. Have an awesome weekend and week coming. Thank you.